Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing? I'm doing grand. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I know the uh, sniffles have kind of caught up to everybody this time of the year here in uh, here in wintertime, but trying to get through it. So let's talk about uh, the week that was wild card weekend, and wow, it was rather wild. Now, going into the week, I had said that only one, I only had one road team winning, and it turned out three, three came out on top, and not the three that I necessarily thought. Started off again with uh, Houston not being able to do anything in that opening playoff matchup, losing to the Colts 21-7. to Don't let that fool you because, I mean, the Colts had that game wrapped up by halftime, quite quite frankly. I mean, Andrew Luck was looking amazing, and uh, just just everybody was working in favor and it, on um, under Frank Reich and uh, yeah, Houston. And that offensive line for the Colts. I mean, apparently, yeah. apparently, Quinton Nelson is um, like should be a player ranked higher than whatever J.J. Watt or Javon uh, Clowney is. Because, what, because he pancaked them? No, it just doesn't matter because, I mean, J.J. Watt was nowhere. Like, uh, DeAndre, the the only name that I heard on the Texan sides that was doing anything, anything, was DeAndre Hopkins, and he was, you know, he was limping off the field half the time. Right. I mean, did, look, and also, now you hear uh, the Colts' uh, defensive coordinator, his name being mentioned a lot. <clears throat> um because I mean, this this defense played a great game, and also just right. the the Colts are they're the hot team right now. They really are. They really are. But that, but that offensive line is dominating. There's no doubt about it. No, it absolutely is. I mean, that is a really, that's a really good. Uh, just the defense in general, it's come a long way, and it, it's hard to believe just how. Um. I mean, th- this was a team that was left for dead by Josh McDaniels, and here they are moving in um, to the second round. Yeah, they're round. a serious threat. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. So 21-7, to 7, look, I'm not going to say that that Bill O'Brien needs to get fired, I mean, especially with the candidates left, and we'll get to all the coaching carousel, but, I mean, I what it. It almost seems like the Texans need that extra step up, like similar to how, you know, Dungy was fired and Gruden came in and they won. Or, you know, I'm trying to think of other similar. Yeah, just. Yeah, you think they just put him as far as they can go? I think so. Because, I mean, the defense. First of all, the defense. The defensive secondary stinks for the Texans. They're terrible. And, right. I mean, they've been bad all year, but they really got found out in this game. And then, uh, yeah, just I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's a motivational thing or if it's a game plan thing. Maybe, maybe just replace Romeo Cornell. Uh, but I don't well, know. 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm thinking back, and I'm trying to think of any team that lost the first three games of the season and actually was a factor in the playoffs. I cannot remember that. No, I mean... They, so, they, you know, they were in a bad spot. No, they absolutely were. Um, but, I mean, this is a team that two weeks ago um, had a chance of locking up the two-seed in the AFC. Right. They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that, and we were, they were relegated again to 4 o'clock on Saturday to see them. So get... they first splintered and then failed. Yeah. It fell apart for them, and they just they never they never recovered. And um, so the Colts move on. Uh, following that was the uh, primetime game. The Cowboys eking one out over the Seahawks, 24-22. That, that surprised me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, they were a favorite. Right, I know, but I think a lot of people had Seattle... I know we talked about how Seattle's home versus road splits, the Cowboys 7-1 and one at home. Right. But, I mean, when you look at and what yeah, actually... that mattered in the end. It did. It did. And what also mattered was uh, Janikowski going out with a leg injury. <laughs> you think he'll be back? Yeah, of course. I think he'll absolutely be back. He doesn't know any other, anything else. No, he doesn't know anything else uh, except how to get large and get the gout. I think that's about it. <laughs> and that's not seafood. No, that definitely isn't. So yes, yeah, so, right, exactly. So, um, it, yes, it looked Seattle won for a two point conversion. They got it, but the the really what saved the Cowboys was the fact that you know part of it was they had changed the rules regarding the onside kick like it is i know that is a shame i don't know why they do that they want to speed up the game what no do they want to do? no player safety because you don't no. have the scrum Please. and also but it's a collision sport i look i know that you know that i mean this is just uh this is just a dressing wound on on a big issue which of course we know is the concussions and head trauma but you know it's you're taking away the most viable option because if you're if you're down and there are seconds i mean it just kills the strategy right it makes it very difficult to do anything and especially when you want to try to get the ball back to give yourself a chance but you know they were they were hit by team yeah and at the very end it just closed down but how many games in the nfl come down to the last minute i mean it's 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 like the sense of urgency things change up no, it really does. You're and you wonder what they're doing the whole rest of the game. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, uh, look, Dak, Dak can't throw the ball. Dak can't throw the ball at all. Um, late in that game when they were on, a, what, the third and 14, he didn't pass it. He ran. He ran for that first down. Um, and also, I think what a lot of people had in Seattle's favor was their running game because their running game was yeah. just as strong. But Wilson was the better quarterback. But I will say... The cow, you know, we talk about the Colts' defense. The Cowboys' defense, very strong this year, especially at home. It's legitimate. It's it's a very legitimate defense, and they kept Wilson bottled up uh, a lot. They did. They did. No doubt about it. They did. But but Seattle, you were right with the road splits. I mean, that's what did them in. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's never that's not really changed under Carroll. No, no. Uh, look, they have such an advantage at home. Between, I mean, the noise is obviously the biggest factor. Plus, you, it's, the, it's the Siberia of the NFL, right? Plus, if you're if you're anywhere except in the Pacific time zone, it's it's a trek to get up there. 
Sure. No, it, it's far away from everybody. Right. It, 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 yeah. So, so the Cowboys move on. So, I mean, Garrett, you know. Yeah. Keeps his job. He keeps his job. And Carol um, keeps his. Yeah, Carroll's not going to go anywhere. I mean, look, you talk about you know the Texans going zero three to start the season. I see Seattle looked dead in the water early they this did. year, they and es- and especially with the way the Rams had kicked it up a notch, and you knew that Green Bay and Minnesota and all these other teams were laying in wait for the wild card, and then there's Seattle, and they jump out and make that. So Cowboys move on, um, and in a game that I I thought would not happen this way. Chargers uh, go to Baltimore, beat the Ravens 23-17, and really, as much as I, d- I don't want to get, because I know a lot of people are saying, <clears throat> don't get on Lamar Jackson's case. Why? But, uh, because... He's 21? No, because he was able to turn the fortune, the team's fortune around. I mean, At two, the end? Well, what I'm saying is that during this... Look, they won, <laughs> they won their division... And it was right. mainly because of Lamar Jackson. That's the oddity of that offense. Well, right, but apparently, what we over what we figured out and and couldn't overlook, and especially him in this game, was this is a rookie starting a playoff game. There's a reason why there are so many rookie, there are so many like unbroken rookie records in the playoffs. Like, oh wow, he won. You know, he's the first rookie to ever win a road playoff yeah. game or two because they don't necessarily do that well in the playoffs and well they don't do that in the first season usually right i know but here's lamar jackson coming in playing half a season and the element of surprise was lost on them but you can't be a one-trick pony you can't just you can't just run you gotta be balanced i think that's the real lesson because once they took the run away there was nothing else left right but not only that i mean ball security you know watching the game i did not realize the severity i mean 11 fumbles in in in, the, in, a sh- in this short of a season that had i known that stat i i, I definitely would yeah. have changed that, some that tells me you can't trust the player no no and i mean i'll give look raven's defense did their part aside sure. f- aside from trying to you know score on defense which was it five field goals <clears throat> yeah mike bat ba- mike bagley uh, i believe his name um yeah, he had he had I think five field goals, something like that. Right. And you know, even though the score was a one score game by the end of the game, and the Ravens had the ball, but again, fumbled. I mean, Jackson didn't even feel the guy coming. He and he was staring off in the opposite direction, and it got knocked yeah, out of his hand. But you know, that's kind of a lengthy windup he has. He doesn't have a short stroke, and that's rolling him up. No. <clears throat> no. Um. I mean, that was that was Tebow's problem way back when. So, so look, uh, Los Angeles does their job, and you know I really should have given more credence to the idea. You know, to, if you're matching up against a team that you've already played within like a month or two months, yeah, there's no surprises, right? Not only that, but you really you you kind of it, it's the odds say to go with the one who had lost last time something, and look, I mean this is this is a, a fortune changing thing for the Chargers. I mean this was. You know, the story on Rivers has pretty much been uh, written for so long. Like, just can't get it done in the playoffs. Great regular season. And Anthony right. Lynn has come in this season, and he has been able to really change the culture of that team. I mean, this was a team that also... Yeah, they're more aggressive. And they're decimated on defense to the point where they are playing seven defensive backs in lieu of linebackers. Right. Like, I mean, so... 
And look, I, I mean, <laughs> I heard Melvin Ingram's name called several to, a lot during that game. So that, they got a lot of penetration on that uh, Ravens offensive line. But also the fact that Flacco, you know, when uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is struggling badly, Joe Flacco is sitting on the bench. I mean, he he's gone. I think I don't think he's there's gone. Any, he's gonna be he's gonna be out. They're, they Harbaugh and Harbaugh hasn't been fired yet, so he's sticking around. And right. if he's sticking around, that probably means that his choice with who he went down with, Lamar Jackson, is gonna stick around as well. So that tells me that Flacco is gonna go somewhere else. And not to jump ahead, but you know, you hear about uh Dwayne Haskins uh being uh he's declared for the uh draft and now there's all this talk about Kyler Murray. Will he try to be a, a Dion and a Bo Jackson and play two sports? Because he it, he's not going to give up his baseball, it seems like. So he's, but he also may. Well, if he takes, if he goes to the draft. He's going to have to give up. Well, he's going to have to give up that four and a half million dollar bonus. No, not necessarily. It, oh. Well, so long as he doesn't. So so long as he doesn't give up baseball, if he makes the choice of football, well, he's going to get like twelve and a half million up front for for football. Yeah, it's, I un- I understand that, but so why wouldn't you do that? Well, why not have why not have both? Look, I mean, it, it, is it, he that elite? He, he's five foot nine, five foot ten. What is he? Heisman Trophy winner. He's five ten with his helmet on. I, I understand that, but in I'm a, not feeling it. Right, but my point is, is that you know I've been talking recently about how much of a dearth there has been, or that there will be in the NFL draft when it comes to quarterbacks, to the point where this I told, year. well, upcoming, upcoming for this upcoming draft, the 2019 right. season, how much gotcha. of a dearth there is. We've talked about the names, Eli Manning. Uh, you know, if Dak really is this bad, maybe even Dak. But the point is that I was talking about all these places that needed a quarterback to the point where I said Derek Carr might be traded because there's nobody else. But now there seems like there's going to be so many quarterbacks available, and not just not just drafting-wise, but also trade-wise. And so that's my point about Flacco. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to go to Miami, or he's going to go to, to Washington. They're right. going to need—those places need quarterbacks. And if do, you think, do you think his skill set's diminished? Flacco? No. No, I don't think his skill set has. Um, I mean, it's amazing what Russell Wilson's been able to do with the receivers he has. Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, these are not elite wide receivers. And the same thing in Baltimore. I mean, we we, we get excited because Mike Wallace is his, is his wide receiver? Like he had Steve no. Smith at the end of his career? That's no. No, so I, I think if Flacco goes someplace, Devontae Parker's a very good wide receiver in Miami. Um, so I think if he has better supporting cast, not just in the backfield, but at the wide receiver and even tight end position, I think well, Flacco... He's a good teammate. No, he absolutely is. And look, you haven't heard anything from Flacco after no. the game. You didn't hear him... He's wide... supportive. Of course he was. Look... Well, that's good work to get. <coughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So the Chargers move on. Good for them. And then in the night game, or the Sunday afternoon into the evening game, uh, gosh, the Eagles, the Foles, I mean, absolutely shocking. 16-15, to 15, going to Chicago, win. Chicago, the Bears' defense did, for the most part, their job. 
However, fourth and two, or, you know, fourth and goal at the two-yard line. After and don't forget the previous play on the third down in the you know late in the game. Yeah. I mean they they stopped the pretty much they the exact could have won it. Right, I know, but what I'm saying is, look, we're, it's easy to just go to Parkey and say, well, of course you missed it. Let's blame you. But that there, is a former Eagle. Yes, I know, but there was enough. It, it wasn't exactly all on Parkey. Look, Trubis, Trubisky did a good job, although I don't know where did where did uh, Tariq Cohen go. Did, was, oh, was, they, what, did, what did they have? Nineteen touches. Who? The uh, the running back, Howard or Cohen. Cohen. Did he? Because I don't remember his name even be called. <laughs> really? I don't remember. Well, I know they just stopped them. They stopped running the ball. I mean, yeah. I know they didn't have a lot of yards, but I know. You know again, you can't be one sided. No, no, you can't be one sided. But Trubisky had a good game. Uh, let me pull up. Well, his... well, here's the bottom line for the whole weekend: the young guns are are not in the tournament anymore. No, right. So you describe Jackson, Watson, Trubisky, right? Yeah. And now, who's on deck? Mahomes, right? And Goff. So let's see if they can hold up their end because the other three could. So Trubisky was. So in the college game, you saw that um, talent, you know, exceeds uh, experience when you got nineteen-year-old uh, Trevor Lawrence doing what he did. That's true. And then you come to the pros, and you see that experience actually beats out the young talent so far. Trubisky was had a 60.5 uh, completion percentage, 303 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. If you tell me that, I would say they won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tariq, stupid kicker. Tariq Cohen won rush for zero yards. Jordan Howard had 10 rushes for 35. But, I mean, Jordan... I mean, Cohen, yeah, Cohen had three catches for twenty-seven yards. No, they look. The Eagles stopped Cohen and Howard. Yeah. That that's how they won. I mean, that's a big reason why they won. They should have probably stayed on, on the run, on the run. But I mean, yeah, that, that that was the biggest surprise to me. It was. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. And yes, of course, Parky. Uh, you know, a double doink hitting it off the. I don't think I've ever seen that. No. And because uh, if and that's pretty hard to do, that's very hard to do, which tells you how far in he hit it, and also the angle at which it went in. Oh, they say it was tipped. It was tipped by the NFL. The NFL just said that. Um, oh, what's his name? Her- yeah. Hubert Halbert. I forget the name. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eagles player had tipped it, and it's it counted as a block kick when you tip it. Yeah, you know, but I saw the first one before the timeout when it, you know, throws the kicker, and his his body lean on the second kick was way left. If you notice that. Well, also, but also when he kicked it on the first one, that was so low, like it had such yeah. a low arc. I was nervous it wasn't going to make it before the well, timeout. That's what happens with these soccer style kicks, right? Yeah, and also he had you like don't get the, you don't get the loft. Parky had no run up to it. Usually you see some of these with an extreme, like a big, wide um, gate when, as you approach the ball, as you address the ball, if I may. Um, well, he, he, he looks smallish, right? He wore number one, and they kind of filled his jersey. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, you talk, about, uh, you talk about Kyler Murray being small. I mean, kickers are always small. 
but also I well not Janikowski. No, but I'm gonna I want to jump back to that bear that last touchdown where the Eagles scored and the Bears couldn't stop them on fourth and two from the goal. Uh, yeah, it just it was pretty much the exact same play. You know where uh, I forget who the other who the defensive back for the Bears had jumped in and, and broke up the pass on third down, but they pretty much ran the same play, and yeah. and they got caught. And look, it, I mean, Golden Tate Golden Tate made a big, really good catch, but you have to make a defensive stop there if you are if you're the Bear if if we're talking because the reason why they were there were it's the Bears defense Khalil Mack Khalil Mack Mack did not show up. Really? Uh, I, did he? I saw him chasing down some runs. I'm sure he chased down some runs. How many times so did he get news? Yeah. How many times oh, did hey, he get in the backfield? Foles can let it go quick too. Yes, yes, he can. Foles can get it. Yes, he can. But there was no coverage. He was sacked once for eight yards. Once. That's not how you win the game. If you are the Chicago Bears, the monsters of the midway, one sack for eight yards. <laughs> no, you don't win that game. You don't. I'm sorry. And also, and you know, everybody was talking about that catch, not a catch. I'll be honest; I thought it was not a catch, and I know all the they talked about it. And look, I, good for Al Michaels for saying like, are they making this up as they go along? Look, which they kind of do sometimes. But the arm was if the arm wasn't in there, if um, the Eagles' defensive back's arm was not in Allen Allen Robinson's arm. Uh, when the ball was caught, I would definitely have said that was a catch and the ball recovered right there. But you also see, like, half the time, even on an incomplete pass, these players pick up the ball and run it to the end zone. This is the one time it doesn't happen. The one time it doesn't happen and it changes. Yeah, but it was an unrecovered fumble. I know, which is silly. But look where they spotted the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, I didn't know what was going on. But not only that, where they spot. I mean, look, it ha- it happens in a lot of sports. Baseball, uh, um, was it a Merkel's boner back in like the nineteen teens? And there was uh, the the wild card game between the Rockies and the Padres, where uh, Padres fans still say that Matt Holiday never touched. Like he still currently to this day has not touched um, home plate, so the game is still going on in their minds. <laughs> so th- this happens from time to time. It's just really this is the first time we saw it in, in the in the NFL. But I mean, you well, know, but football has the most rules of any North American sport. So you know, all these oddities are going to occur. It's absolutely true, and they always find their way to to happen in a playoff game. But look, I think well, they're magnified. The and playoffs. you know, and one thing about the Eagles, uh, you know, you've been getting on the Eagles' def- uh, defensive backfield. They played a good game. They played they a good. Did. Game. They did, so I don't know what it is. Peterson and Foles, when they get together, it truly is magic. Well, I think Sproles is a big part of this. I mean, look, Sproles is healthy, and he was healthy for this game, and he and he did right. very well. Yeah, well, he, all of a sudden he brings a running back to that backfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't do much, in, uh, uh, you know, 13 rushes for 21 yards, but, you know, he just does enough to get, uh, to get yeah, them through. Yeah, he, he's quick. He's got a little wiggle to him still. Right. So the Eagles move on as well. Three road, three road teams uh, going in on plus. I mean, and that's I mean that's so much of a rarity when you look and back. The other at, one covered. Right. And so when you look back, but when you look back over the years, ten years, twenty years, thirty yeah. years ago, road teams don't win the playoffs. But now, now there's almost because everything is so. What do you want to call it? Commercial. Uh, uh, homogized, like just 
sanitized. Like these places, they're not what they. Well, use. Is that also called parody? Parody is a part of it, but re- but I mean, you know, when you think about a lot of, I don't know, just I mean, the fact that Lambo is no longer the you know the frozen tundra that it once well, was. Well, if they had a little defense out there, it would be. Well, I think you're right about that. So let's move on to divisional week, the divisional playoffs where all the all the buys are over. And then the one seeds and the two seeds are back in the game. And so we start off with Kansas City hosting the red-hot Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Colts. Well, I'm expecting luck to win that one, but let's, that's a tall order. Colts getting five in Kansas City. Yeah, I see that five, five and a half. By the yeah, way, the I'm highest. That. I mean, that's my team right now. I mean, they, they've got a great complement, offense, defense. They can run the ball. We've talked about the Colts. Uh, Andy Reid seems to do the fade. You know, he, he jumps out early and then late. You know, that's that's been his nemesis. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with that trend. So you like the Colts plus five? Five, yeah, I do. Uh, it's hard for me to say no to Pat Mahomes this year. And, I mean, what? look, this if the under-over is 57, take the over. I mean, these are two guys who consistently are going to th- would throw like 300, 400 yards in a game, and I think you're going to see that. I don't think Kansas City's defense can stop anybody, but I don't know if I don't feel like the Colts can stop Mahomes, and not just Mahomes, Hill, like Tariq Hill can. Right. I'm I'm going to say this: Tariq Hill has a special teams touchdown this week. Well, I mean, how much is uh, ball control going to be part of this game? You know, time of possession. Well, I mean, if you're the Colts, you know, do you want to run the ball, right? I think they want to run the ball, but who do which team, the Colts or the Chiefs, who do you think will be able to run the ball with more can with that offensive line? The Colts, do you think the Colts with the offensive line? Yeah. I mean, Mahomes is magic. <coughs> he is. And look, we we cannot we cannot be surprised if the Colts win. We just can't. At this point, we can't. Uh, this game, and we can't be surprised if Andy Reid loses this game. So I, I think all this is going to be is just uh, a viewer's pleasure. This is going to be pure entertainment. So long as you don't live in Indi- Indiana or Missouri, um, this is just going to be fun. This is fun. This is a. F- this well, is going to be. I think it happens every year too. You watch the wild card round, and you forget about the other teams who had to buy. Yeah. You know, I tell you to buy for a reason, so it's easy to underestimate them. It's true. It's true. you haven't seen them lately. Right, and it and it really is what have you done lately in the Colts. The, <laughs> the Colts have surprised. In two, and don't forget, they've now played technically two straight playoff games because that Week 17 was a play-in game, and then last oh, yeah. week... Well, they, they won, like, like, what, 10 of the last 11? Something crazy. They're, I think it's like a, something like a nine-game. Oh, I forget. It's oh, a lot. They're hot. They are way hot. They are ready right. to roll. Uh, and then the Saturday night game, uh, Dallas and the Rams facing off. Rams. We talked about Mahomes and Goff are the last two of the young guns. Can they hold up their end? And, uh, you know, at first glance, you would think the Rams have a huge advantage, but the Cowboys have been stubborn. We talked about their defense. Yeah. And we saw McVay last year. You know, he took it easy on the guys the last week, and they come out and they laid an egg. This right. year, they really, uh, 
you know, produced on offense in the last game turned things around. So maybe it's a different season. And they don't but, just. But I like the seven. Yeah, so the the Rams are giving seven to the Colts so you, so, or the Cowboys. So you like the Cowboys plus seven? I do. I actually like all the all, all the all the dogs this week. Oh, look at that! Yeah, I'm, I've been hearing a lot of people like that as well. So, in uh, fact, I think that was your opinion. Yeah, I think so. The Rams. Yeah, I think you might be right. The Rams. You know, they don't have to rely on Gurley. They don't have to rely on Gurley because C.J. Anderson has showed enough that he can run the ball. And the Cowboys on the road, I mean, not as team. not as bulletproof. I mean, three and five on the road, and they go Good to point. now. Look, L.A. is technically cowboy country. You know, for all those years <laughs> since 1994, 1995, when right. uh, when both L.A. teams left, I mean, that was cowboy country because no way they were going to be Cardinal well, fans. That's always the question, though, right? It's like, is Texas, you know, Southern or is Texas Western? I think Texas is Texas. That's why they're that's why they're the Lone Star State. They're they are an island unto their own, uh, in an impartially landlocked uh, area. But I th- I mean that that's going to be I mean Dallas. That's going to be Dallas West. I think you're going to see a lot a lot of Cowboy fans at that stadium. Um, because that first of all that stadium's huge. That's a big yeah, that's true. a big stadium. So there's a lot of tickets to be sold. That's number one. Number two is I think. So long as if the Rams make Dak throw the ball, game over. Right. So they got to stop Emmett. Uh, oh, El- uh, Emmett. I mean, hello. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm start. Yeah, I think seven. I think seven's a good number. I, th- I think seven's a good number. So I think I could, I could probably take the Cowboys plus plus the seven there. Um, yeah, yeah. These games get tight. Especially, but you would hope a playoff game gets tight. If a playoff game's a blowout, then I mean, what are what are anybody doing? Here? What are we There's doing? There's not here? many mismatches left. No, no. Uh, speaking of such, uh, and then Sunday more Sunday afternoon, the Chargers go into New England. Last time they were there, they let uh, they let Brady walk into the a Super Bowl eighteen and zero, which of course he he and and Belichick left eighteen and one. Right. But I mean, that was the last time he was there with Ladanian Tomlinson. He's got. Well, is it going to be cold and snowy? Um, I don't know the weather at this very moment. Perhaps I can forecast it a little bit. Uh, no guarantees on that. So, uh, but look, I've talked about how uh, up to, previously to this year, there is no way that um, Rivers and the Chargers were going to go into Pittsburgh and win. And I definitely didn't think that they were going to go into Baltimore and win. And so now they're going to New England, a far inferior New England team that has probably ever shown up in the playoffs during the Belichick-Brady era. You think they're vulnerable? Look, I absolutely think they're vulnerable. You have heard absolutely nothing. This has been a down year for Gronkowski. Right. This has been... Well, he talked about retirement at the end of last year. Yeah, he talked about retirement at the end of last year, and we're starting to think that maybe that's what he should have done. I mean, he's just... He's starting to become a shell. And even though statistically Brady had a much... Had a really good season this year, statistically, there, there was something missing from it. Well, I think what's missing from them is the defense. I think they gave up 30 points like four or five times this year. Yeah. 
So, you know, I think that uh, it's a big exposure in um, with the Dolphin game. Yeah. And then they went to Pittsburgh and failed there. So, yeah. Right. That, that, no, now's the time. If Rivers is going to do it, it's now. So we're looking at some... Uh, well, I'd like the Chargers there. And also there's a story about a defensive tackle on the Chargers who unfortunately um, his wife lost her child in childbirth or whatever. Yes, yeah, I did and, see that. And he's been out taking time off and to be with his family and this and that. And that's a, that that can be a rallying point, too, for a team. You know, where, where, where you start realizing, you know, it is a game. There's bigger things in life. and It, it could bring the team even further together. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. And uh, so right now it looks like no snow, but it's going to be 29 degrees at game time in that okay. game. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if this... If this is going to change it, like if this is going to change everything, the Chargers need this game to happen. Uh, plus, I mean, only getting f- they're only getting four in New England. That's so low, especially right. for a divisional playoff. I mean, usually the Patriots are favored by close to a double digits. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so four is low. That just shows you how little people... Now you'll be watching the refs in this game to see if there's any favoritism. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you have to. And I'm, I'm very curious... Because, like I talked about, how the Chargers' defense, especially the linebackers, are totally decimated. If they right. stick with this um, this seven this uh, seven defensive back uh, right. system, because that brings Bronco have a big day. It could. I mean, look, if Belichick's going to attack, that's how they're going to, uh, you know, and McDaniel's and Brady. If they're going to attack, that's how they're going to attack over to Gronkowski. But, but the speed. Because it's not just Gronkowski. I mean, Gronkowski would have been worked out a lot more this year, and he was not. But the speed with which they could cover Hogan and Patterson and you know Edelman and all these all these other players to almost force them to Gronkowski, force it to Gronkowski. Maybe you put the one linebacker on Gronkowski, or you put two defensive backs on Gronkowski. Whatever you have to do. I mean, I just we haven't seen Gronkowski take over a game. And if he's still the same guy he was, the Hall of Fame player that he calibrated that he is, then this is his game to dominate. Well, I think you have to take some risk with Gronkowski. You can't. I mean, he's he, he's so big, and you know that you really almost got to cut 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 in front of him. Yeah. You yeah, know, and that's risky because he catches it behind you. You know, or you could problematic, but you can't just let him box you out like a center. Well, you could do what the Jags did last year and concuss him, and then he's out for the game. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, yeah we'll t- that that works too. Oh no, we'll take an unsportsmanlike penalty and a you know a five di- a five digit fine for our player. Gladly, gladly. Yeah. Oh, if, if that means we win, sure. I think that's worth the loss. So, uh, I don't well, know about all the shenanigans they do. You know, paybacks. We yeah. know what they are. I I don't know about this game. I obviously do not want the Patriots to win, right. but I'm I'm very. I mean, I feel like well, I the have, Chargers are on a roll. I feel like I have to take the points with the Chargers. I, it's I mean, that kind of year. I think plus four is very. I mean, it's very reachable and it's it's very gettable for them. It's sure. And then, then the uh, Sunday afternoon game, uh, the Eagles travel down to the Saints to try and avenge their what was that forty-three to seven whooping early this year. Yeah, uh, throughout history, that doesn't usually work out well. 
No, and the uh, and again, you know, look, I I got bit on it last week with the Chargers winning after having lost to the Ravens earlier this year. I, I feel right. like I feel like I I think the Eagles could definitely cover the eight that they're being given. Right. I, I don't know because, if it, because the Saints haven't been dominant lately. No, they haven't, and that offense has been up and down. Some people say they that they peaked too soon. I mean, I think that there is something to that. And they they were lucky. I mean, they 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 forced a fumble on a game that they probably that they may have possibly lost in overtime to the Steelers. Right. I mean, they were lucky to sort of get away with that game. True. Um. So there is something to that too. Like, but but he's undefeated. Who Breeze? It's five and zero. Oh. Yeah, with playoff games at home. Yeah, you know, same thing with the Chargers. I I. I'm interested to see it happening. I'm interested to see if the Eagles sure, can go on. Can. But but I truly believe that I think the Saints are going to be the home. At least the – I feel like this is the lock of the win, like a win, an outright win, the Saints. Yeah, I get it. Uh, eight is a lot, uh, especially – uh, Eight is a lot, especially with an sure. Eagle. The defending champs, they're on the roll. They are, they're just as hot as the Colts. So yeah. – I think it, I'll have to go Eagles cover, but Saints win. Yeah, I think the magic, the false magic ends now. Uh, I think there is something to that. Now, you know, all this talk about Wentz and Foles, you know, who do you keep? I, th- I You have to go with Wentz because Why? he's the younger option. I mean, Why? Fo- it's only 29, Foles. He's 20, what? No way. Is yeah, he? look it up. Wow. All right. Look it up. I know you think he's 33 <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, I really do. I mean, because he was... Yeah, look it up. Huh, interesting. Anyways, so yeah, so... So, so that changes the discussion, doesn't it? A little And bit. the fact that Wentz has been hurt every year, including his senior year at college. Right. And you're not going to get any more for him now than you will, you know... I, I say trade him. There is something to that. I mean, look, the Redskins, the Dolphins need quarterbacks. Uh, the Bengals are probably going to need a quarterback. Um, Bronco, I, you know, I, I don't think uh, Elway is going to be happy with Case Keenum there for much longer. So Broncos are probably going to be looking for a quarterback. Um, the Lions very soon are going to need a quarterback. Giants, of course, we've talked about them. Um, the Bills, Jacksonville. I mean, they're, they're, so that's one, two, three, four, four legitimate teams that need quarterbacks right now. Right, and so and you know it depend. It all depends with Roethlisberger what he does too, because that could open up another spot. So there are multiple teams that need quarterbacks this off season, and I think depending on how you feel about whatever Kyler Murray's decision is, how you feel about Will Greer, is Dwayne Hopkins a real uh, uh, choice out of college, or is he the best of the rest? Right, or do you just go with like we've mentioned Flacco, Carr? Uh, Foles or Wentz, which either whichever one they don't pick. Right. So you don't see them both staying in Philly. No, no, that that no, that'd be a lot to that'd be a lot to take on. I think because of what? Just to put so much in, and look, I understand. Yeah, but but Wentz is still with a rookie contract. Yes. they're not paying him a lot. No, they're not. So that also leads me to think that Foles, you know, they can go without Foles. Because we've talked about, look, I know their defensive, 
I know they're they're DBs and they're safety. Where would they be this year without Foles? Where would they be last year without Foles? You're right. But at some point, the pixie ducks, the pixie dust is going to run out, and then you're going to stare just like you have been all these weeks, looking at those cornerbacks and safeties and saying, "Wait, where's the money to pay for these? Can't we improve <laughs> these positions?" What do you mean he's retiring? What do you mean that we need a new? What do you mean that we need? Right, right, I got it. And look, yes, I know because when you and the Saints, they traded a, at the end of preseason for Teddy Bridgewater just in case. Breeze went down. They had a a proper ready quarterback yeah, to take over. No, no, he didn't. So that didn't work. So it's a good thing that the Saints did not lose. So that's Breeze. what makes Foles even more unique. Yes. So, but Wentz, I mean, there's it's more money management than leadership. Will the decision be made? I feel it's more money management will be the reason that Wentz stays and Foles goes or. They say to heck with the finances. Let's keep. Yeah. Let's keep. Well, Foles. they say Wentz has the most upside, but the proven product is Foles. Yeah, I know. It's just it's very interesting to see. So let's move over to the coaching carousel, and there have been a lot of hires. There were, uh, and I'll get to the I'll get to the main one uh, at last. So I just want to go through some of the the Bengals and the Dolphins are still without uh, head coaching candidates, or at least um, fulfilled uh, coaching candidates. Um, Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator for the Browns, stays on as their head coach. Greg Williams has been dismissed, and that's obviously they want to keep a um, uh, they, they want to keep his relationship with Baker Mayfield, who had a great rookie season, uh, alive and well. Well, yeah, because Kitchens made the difference late in the year. He sure did. He sure did. Uh, the Broncos go. I mean, they know where their strength is on defense. It's funny, like. It's funny because it feels like Elway is just like, look, I'll worry about the offense. I need somebody to worry about the defense. Ah, so they go with uh, Vic uh, Vic Fangio. Fangio, uh, yeah, from the from the Bears. Right. So the Bears. But the real story is is that the um, the, the former coach is coming back as the offensive coordinator. Well, we'll get Didn't to have the health issues or who are you talking about, Gary Kubiak? Yeah. No, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, really. that's what I heard. Wow. Well. Well, then now it makes sense for that hire, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll worry about the offense. We'll worry about the offense. You worry about the defense. And look, there you go. That's a that, great. That's the way it is today. But but that's smart. You know what? That's smart. And I mean, Fangio's uh, defense. The the Bears' defense was really really good this year. Yeah, <clears> and so he's it really really counted. Well, but. But you had, um, I mean, the Broncos have a two-headed monster in Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, more no than ju- more than just what Khalil Mack was. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, th- and he's uh, he's been known to coach some outstanding linebacker cores. I mean, he was part of the he was a linebacker coach for the um, Saints with their Dome Patrol. Oh, he's got thirty-two years of coaching and assistant experience, including your favorite. Uh, the USFL, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Baltimore Stars. Yeah. Well, they started out as the Bell, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Philadelphia Bell, Baltimore Stars. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, so he's he's bounced around a little bit, but yeah, defensive. So now head coach. Uh, we talked about Freddie Kitchens. Um, yeah. And then Matt Lafleur gets hired for the Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I didn't really see that. Did you? I mean. 
No, I didn't think so. Uh, offensive coordinator for the Titans and the Rams the last two years. He was a quarterback coach with the Falcons. and I mean, nothing to really... Um, I mean, it really is just like who works with Rodgers. I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers sat in on the interview. Yeah, it's, the NFL is becoming the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is something to that. You know, where they need... With a star power, and especially in Green Bay, I mean, that place is kind of run like a mafia in terms of, like, <laughs> no, it's like, who's the Don, you know, like, who, yeah, the power, the power struggle. Don't forget, because that was the same way with Favre, the power struggle that was there. Hey, I'm retiring. Hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm coming. I'm okay, I'm going. So, yeah. they the Vikings. Right. So, yeah, they're, at, you know, Green Bay, a small, a very small town, is at the behest of... Uh, you know, it's it falls under the power of whoever is uh, calling the snaps. Bruce Arians comes back after a year off to, uh, you know, I don't know, reduce his uh, stress level. Now he goes to Tampa, and I'm sure and that... He goes to Tampa because... Because Winston? Because... Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually was in his quarterback camp as a 10-year-old, I heard. Really? That's interesting. Well... Edward Arians, yeah. Well, so he goes down. Crazy, right? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm, and he takes Todd Bowles with him. So Todd Bowles, the recently, yes, the recently fired uh, head coach of the Jets, he goes down because don't forget he was the going to be Arizona Light. Well, he was the defensive coordinator down uh, in Arizona after their uh, really strong seasons down there. True. Um, I, I mean, hopefully, Arian. Look, I like Arians. I wanted oh, him. Yeah, the guys love to play for him. He love he. He wanted to. I mean, he's from Patterson. You know, he's from Patterson. He's um, New Jersey. He's that a is. character. He's, no. he's a personality. He's fun. He's great. He would have worked great as a Jet coach, but no, it would be good. Good for the people. So, and then the drama that is uh, Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, who was the uh, Texas Tech uh, head coach for five years, he was right. he was uh, fired, and he was hired as the. Uh, offensive coordinator for USC. However, after he got hired as the offensive coordinator, he started getting interviews with the NFL, uh, places like the Jets and uh, Bronc. Um, I should say, was it the yeah? So Jets and right. a bunch of other places. It's on the circuit, right? So one year after letting go uh, Wilkes, defensive uh, head coach, they hire an offensive coach, and not just any offensive head coach. I mean, this is a guy who's, I mean, everybody wanted him, really, right. if we're looking at it, because of offensively what he's done. Not only, just just the schemes. I mean, this is, a, he was head coach for Pat Mahomes. And we see right. we see what Pat Mahomes has been able to do, how almost seamless his transition has been. Yeah. And where his offensive rankings were as a, Texas Tech, I mean, this is, so his time at eight, uh, five years, uh, sorry, six years at Texas Tech, they were ranked 23rd in offense, scoring offense, 55th, and then 2nd, 5th, wow. 23rd, and 16th. Now, this is on Texas Tech. I mean, if I were to look at his record real quick, uh, I mean, his head coaching career was 35 and 40. I mean, okay. so not, not anything. Nothing to, to get excited about. No. Yeah, I mean, his best season was when he went seven and six, right? And he lost in the Texas Bowl. I mean, so. So what do you make of it all? I mean, 
they like it. They're looking for the next Sean McVay. They're looking well, every, for everyone is right. So, and this this is what they're doing. This is what it is now. And also, when you talk about just pure offense, like this is this is the modern, the even more modern day equivalent of Chip Kelly coming to the NFL. True. I mean, Kingsbury's going to draw it a little bit ahead of his time, right? Kings- but he wasn't likable. Who Kelly? Yeah. Mm-mm. He well, always uh, had the air. He's the smartest guy in the room. Also, uh, a power struggle in the front office doesn't help either. Well, yeah. when you haven't proven yourself and you want full control, yeah, that's going to happen. Right. So here, here we are with Cliff Kingsbury as head coach of the Cardinals, and then yeah. I go to the most heartbreaking one. The New York Jets have hired, formerly the head coach of the Dolphins, Adam Gaze. Adam Gazy. All right. Which I am not, not enthused with at all. At all. Well, first of all, the report was, and you know, the second part of this story is that Mike McCarthy had only said, I will only be the head coach. I'm only going to interview for the Jets. I want the Jets job. As a Jet fan, to, yeah. to hear that a head coach wants to come, not to the not to New York to coach the Giants, but the Jets, and I yeah. only want to coach the Jets. Do you know how exciting that feels as a fan to finally hear that? So why would you turn him down? Because what the same thing that got, as a Met fan, the same thing that got in my way of succeeding is the same thing that's getting in my way of succeeding with my football team, the front office. Namely, the fact that Mike McCagnan, and to an extent, whoever, whatever Johnson's running the, owns the team at this point, wants to hire the assistants. The head coach gets next to nothing, no input. Yeah, but Case was a head coach. Yes, I understand that. They've had failures with all these assistants. Yes, I understand so why not go to a head coach? Right. So, but McCarthy, and also because they also um, interviewed the Baylor head coach, Matt Rule. Right. Matt, they were ready to offer it to Rule, and they told Rule, okay, well, when we hire you, we get choice of the assistants. Rule said no, rightly so. Right. And so when McCarthy heard that they offered that to Rule, McCarthy said, uh-uh, never mind, I'm going to go at home and sit. I'll take my ball, go home, and I'll, f- I'll find my better job next and year. And then Peyton Manning called, they say. Who called? Oh, yeah. To, called, yeah, that's the word, right? Right, to call and give, to give his, Case, yeah, his offensive, right, so his offensive coordinators, you know, because he has a tight grip yeah, with him. So what is he, a coach whisperer? Uh, well, I'm, well, it's like if, you know, Michael uh, Terry Francona got hired for the Phillies job back in the late 90s because <laughs> because Michael Jordan called and said, hey, he was my, he was my uh, manager in minor league. You should That's hire him. That's all it takes. Huh? Okay, Mr. Jordan. Yes, yes, your airness. We'll... So then when yeah. Peyton comes, I love Peyton. Hey, everybody needs a rabbi. When I, and I, I really do enjoy Peyton Manning. Um, but, I mean, Adam Gaze is a failed head coach. And look, it's not just that he's a retread head coach. Mike McCarthy is a retread head coach, and you can say whatever you want. I, you know, he he stinks as a head coach. Fine. But also the fact that Jim Caldwell was on the short list and no. he was interviewed. No, listen, listen. Uh, look, I had that same reaction and then I thought about it and then I did my research. And? Jim Jim Caldwell brought a team to a Super Bowl. He brought and now now I know that was a stacked team. He turned around. Yes, yes, and okay. no. But how okay. about this? He turned around the Lions. 
Yeah. He was there. But he was too much like like balls. I mean, that guy was unemotional. Well, that is, that's what turned me off to Caldwell uh, immediately. When I heard the names, like, oh, gosh, not, not Caldwell. Exactly. But then I thought about it. Another statue. Right. But compared to Gaze, the track record supersedes everything. Yeah, no, you can do better than that. Uh, you can do better than Gaze. You can do better okay. than Gaze. Okay. Well, he'll get it. He won't be there long. Uh, three years. Three years. Three years is three Wait, years. Hey, he don't will... forget, he started out good with the Dolphins. Yes, one play. Yeah, he made it he to a playoff balls. game. They both started out with 10 wins, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. It was, no. Yeah. 23 and 26, 0 and 1 in the postseason. And. Yeah, they were ten and six, second in the AFC East. They lost a terrible game to the Steelers in that wild card game. Terrible. <laughs> and they've just six and ten and seven and nine. Thir- yeah. I well, mean, the Jets just get to Yes, I know, but this is look. They have Darnold. This is the quarterback that right. Arians wanted to come. Mike McCarthy wanted to come. We've got the showroom with the we've big got, cap space. And right now, it looks like they spent it all on Trumaine Johnson, who I... <laughs> that was the worst. Exactly! So how can I trust yeah. McCagnin, not only with who... Look, oh, he can... Yeah. He got, right. We can and all... got a lot of guys on here that are kind of... We can all agree. We can all agree that McCagnin... We shouldn't even give him... You know, be proud that he picked Darnold. It was, in retrospect, and at the time... The easiest, smartest pick. They knew they wanted Darnold. It turned out great. But aside from that, what else can I be excited about? And this was a guy who was hired because everybody talked up. Well, you're still young. That doesn't help. You can be patient. No, I can't. I can't be patient. No, not when Adam Gaze (laughs) is my head coach. No, absolutely not. Not when two more misery ahead. Not when two very successful head coaches have said, "I want to go there," and yeah, so they go. They don't pick him. So they pick the guy who's willing to be subservient to the front office, who's willing yeah. to say, "Boy, I'm not going to get another chance. I better take this job. I don't want that." Right, right, right. If there's one thing I don't look, I don't want a stoic head coach. I also don't want a nervous Nelly who's afraid. Oh, this is my last chance again. No, none of that. Right. Gosh. It works for the Cowboys. Well, how long has Garrett been in that job? Forever. Look, he's 8-8. Eight eight. He's 8-8. Ex- eight eight. He's, he's, <laughs> he's always there. He's always in the conversation. They're always week 17. They're playing a meaningful game. This year, they actually made the playoffs and won. Two years ago, they were, they were what, the one seed, the two seed against the <laughs> Packers? Oh, my gosh. Right. No. No, not Adam Gaze. But here we are. And I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. He gets fired after the third year. He leaves, fired, whatever it is. Three gets three years, and he's gone. The only way I'm going to be convinced that Adam Gaze should stay on any longer are these three things. Number one, he makes the playoffs multiple years. Wow. Number two. In those playoff appearances, they win a playoff game. You got the bar pretty high. Well, why why should I not? Why should I not? You're telling me that the Jets have cap cap space, yes? Yeah, they do. You're telling me that the Jets have the number 
four pick in the draft, yes? True. You're telling me that the Jets have a pretty much all-star caliber quarterback right now, yes? Yeah, yeah. Tell me why they shouldn't make the playoffs. Okay, so they probably will. So, okay, so that's, I need to... Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be hard for him to impress you, I guess. As well he should, because what has he done to impress me? Because don't give me the fact that he was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning... Tim Tebow? The off... How did they, and how did they win? Look, I, I, I like Tebow just as much as I like Peyton Manning. But how did they win those games? They won by, quite frankly, the grace of God. <laughs> Who was the MVP of that team? It was the kicker, kicking 50-yard field goals <laughs> as time expires. It was an oddity. The whole thing was an oddity. Right, so please, please do not give me Tim Tebow as the reason yeah. why Adam Gaze... You want to give me Peyton Manning? This Peyton Manning, Peyton, I know, but I understand. But Peyton Manning treats Peyton Manning to a coaching staff is what Aaron Rodgers was to Mike McCarthy. Not hated. When Ted Marchabroda was the offensive coordinator for, or whoever was the offensive coordinator during his time in the in ball in um, Indianapolis, here's what they Marcia would do. Broda. Right, Marchabroda, they would in. Uh, in the headset, they would give Peyton Manning three plays. Every every snap, they would give him three plays at the huddle. Two passes, two run was it? Two passes and a run. He got to choose which one. So Adam Gaze, I don't think when Peyton Manning went to Denver, Gaze was like, "All right, I know they used to do it back in Indianapolis, but this is how we do." No, no, because do you think his resume is flimsy. It is absolutely frisbee, f- flimsy. Here, here is what I've been told. This is why Adam Gaze should be. Get, here's his resume. He beat the Jets five out of six times in his time as the Dolphins' head coach. The, everybody's done that. I'm supposed to be excited because he beat my team five times. Well, he must be good. Special, I like chocolate. Yeah, he beat me, so he must be good. No. Number two, he beat the Patriots a bunch of times. Did he beat them five out of six? Now you're impressing me. If he beat the Patriots five out of six times. But here's the real story. The bottom line is who's going to get Trevor? That's the real story. The 2021 draft. How incredible was that guy? So I'm going to bounce off of this because I think I've raged enough. I can't. I know. I just. I can't, I can't help it. I don't know. You're gonna, melt, you're gonna have a meltdown. I have to give you a timeout. I'm. I'm besides. I'm beside myself. I just. Th- this is unbelievable. This. This. I can't. I can't do it. I just can't do it. He's melting down. I, this is problem. So, in a game in which I. I mean, just about everybody outside of the deep, deep South uh, was happy to see, and even most of the places in the deep South. Alabama Crimson Tide crushed, murdered, destroyed 44 to 16 by the Clemson Tigers. The Clemson Tigers are your national champions. And How many people were waiting for a comeback by Alabama? Everybody. Everybody everybody had the I mean, I was somebody one of my friends asked me, "Would you the under over for the second half is like X amount?" I was like, "Please give me the over." Cuz I knew cuz they did it you know, Alabama did it against Georgia, and they to an, right, ex- right, right. To an extent they did it to Oklahoma. Although Oklahoma- shake the ring rust and come out and do something. Right, but 
Never happened. It never happened. A pick six. Uh, for, Tua had a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. Tua had a terrible game, and now Jalen Hurts. He's moving on. He's now. Uh, he's um, he's he's put in his transfer, so he's gone. I mean, right. t- this was Tua. Thank God he didn't win the Heisman Trophy because this would have been as bad as Manziel winning the Heisman Trophy. Yes, I mean, so two hundred ninety two touchdowns, two interceptions, two hundred ninety five yards from Tua, uh, and he rushed for negative nine yards. I mean, yeah. Clemson got back into that backfield two, you know, one sack for eleven yards. I mean, just. Terrible. We're talking about the defense of of Clemson. Yeah, yeah, they were all over him. Um, but I mean, we have to start with it because this is so, this is such an anomaly. Nick Saban's Alabama team. I mean, this is the greatest in terms of point differential, the greatest loss they've ever had under Nick Saban. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I thought this game, like I was like, uh, well, he, he's a bit smug, you know, he's hard to like too. He's very smug. Uh, just everything about Saban <laughs> and you like, no. I'm sorry. This sh- this should not be a. Yeah, but let's let's talk about the hero of the game. True. Exciting story. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, three hundred. Who, who they who they call sunshine? Two hundred three hundred forty seven yards, three touchdowns, no sacks, no interceptions. Um, he rushed six rushes, twenty seven yards. You know, throwing this ball with people just you know ready to take that big hit, fearless. Absolutely, you know they talk about because he's from Georgia, so the high school, you know, high school, high school football in Georgia is, you know, right under. Actually, it's right under college football, pretty much. Um, sure. And how he had to—I mean, that is—that's a breeding ground, and especially a high. But a true freshman. I mean, that you can't coach that, that accuracy. I mean, that, that no. this guy—the upside's unbelievable. And just like you were saying, it's too bad that he's not draft eligible, you know, because he's a true freshman. Well, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so we we got to wait. So and he might have another one in him. We'll have to see how Alabama. The, you know, they call him Sunshine from the two thousand movie. Uh, uh, Remember the Titans. Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah, long haired quarterback uh, in in that one too. But it, I mean, he he pretty much is a spitting image for him. Long it's hair. Perfect. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I just it was unbelievable. It's it's very sadly Clemson. It's going to take a while for us to really identify and look at how good Clemson's game and season was because of how badly Alabama got beat that we're stupefied, and we need those answers. Two with two, a terrible pick six, and then he lofted one way over the receiver. I mean, big credit to uh, the defensive um, the defensive backfield of Clemson for their interceptions. And, um, I mean, Terrell... A.J. Terrell had a great game for Clemson, uh, their cornerback. Uh, Just unbelievable. Um, yeah, they challenged everything. They did, and they didn't need Dexter Lawrence, the other Lawrence boy, uh, who was who who uh, was ineligible for the game. Uh, him and a couple other teammates. Uh, uh, I think it was um, uh, drug like a drug related issue. I think it might have been like performance enhancing drugs. I think I could be wrong. Huh. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, the why Justin Ross, uh, 153 yards receiving, one touchdown. Uh, he, is he's a freshman, isn't he? Uh, I th- let me double check on that real quick. He might be. That talent. I mean, that one-handed catch. He I is mean, a freshman. You know, he's yes. backing with, with with range, with size. Justin Ross is a freshman. Yeah. Oh, this is a, this is an amazing display of talent. 
Yeah, I mean, their defense was always tip-top all season. And don't forget, Trevor Lawrence did not start the season. Like you mentioned, he's a true freshman. They made a quarterback change early in the year, and it worked out great for them. Yeah, and, he's funny. And, and you know, it is, he doesn't show the emotion, a little smirk, a little smile. But, uh, yeah, he, he's the ball. Yeah. And then, you know, Nick Saban, because, you know, every, the, his one downfall is his, uh, um, his special teams. Like, just his special teams are not good, and it showed because and desperation is a stinky cologne. Early in the third quarter after the half, going on a fake field goal, Yeah, I mean, that just told you right there, that was desperation. That was a man who well, you start didn't going know to for it down in your own territory. You know, it's, you know, you could see it. You could see the cracks in the foundation. And it, it came upon heavy. So Clemson is your national champion. And good yeah, for that them. That's an exciting game. I watched the whole thing. Look, I thought the game. I I was going to be like, all right, I'm just going to wait till Alabama. I'm going to turn off when when Alabama starts to become Alabama, and they never did. And I was hooked. Well, well you remember you were saying you want to expand it to you know more teams and all this. I mean, the system really worked. You had the two best teams. Right. I understand that. So it it worked. You know. Well, look, the latest news is that it's coming at it it's it's starting to pick up steam. I mean, there are a lot a lot yeah. there are several high-ranking especially, you know, um conference uh, chairmans and they're really talking about it because well, look at college basketball. How I mean, I forget what it was when it first started. Now, look how many teams are in the tournament. Yeah. But it's expanding itself. It's that's the thing. It's it successful. It makes sense. We don't. So it's like, like, the, like hockey expansion, slow but uh, definite. Right. We don't look at at Mar- we call it it. You know, the Super Bowl is is an American holiday, and March Madness is an American holiday. I mean, those 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 Thursday and Fridays. Yeah, I'm, people like I, I really want to see if there's like if you can find out exactly. The product productivity of those two days, where it's the opening rounds of the tournament, and people are barely paying attention to whatever they're doing, you know, <laughs> it, it, at my job, I'm lucky if I'm paying attention on those two days because I'm really curious what's going on. Right. But, right. but, so it just shows that expanding well, all those brackets are exciting. Of course, it adds another layer, and it's I and I've 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 brought up the stat the um the statistic multiple times billion th- 300 billion billion with a b money is transferred during uh march madness and the ncaa tournament and that's how much is lost product- productivity at work well sure that's what i'm talking about so you're telling me that that the football side of college sports doesn't isn't going to want 300 billion or anything even half that no way right, so this is the first step because the look anything that well, college- well, athletes are going to need the money right well look the one percent you know in college football is the athletic directors and the head football coaches and as the where the money goes they are going to follow and the money is going there and good for them uh i do want to i want to jump back to football really quickly uh and with the antonio brown uh, so it looks like that he is going to be on the block as well. I mean, Art Rooney, right. Art Rooney the second, is the uh, owner of the Steelers has pretty much said, "I don't see them. I don't see Brown being on the team. We're not going to cut him." You can't, have, you can't have your agent call Sunday and say, "Oh, my my my, my player is ready to play today." 
Look, the Madden, the Madden curse has has struck, and it has struck hard. Brown is not going to be a Steeler next year. No. Can a, can a team get Bell and him in the same year? I mean, why not? Why not the Colts? I mean, the Colts, because look, Bell has his sights on... Yeah, but I don't think Brown's did the culture. I don't think he's going to fit in that way. I mean, you know, T.Y.'s a good wide receiver, but if you can improve... I no, mean, I know. Hey, Brown is the bomb. And look, I mean, you got to find a team that's willing to... You know, because look, if if the magic stops this week against the Chiefs, and you've you've got a healthy luck, and Bell wants to come, and you're to look, I mean, you know, we talked about you. You mentioned the young guns, Mahomes and Goff. Luck yeah. is luck is just above that, but yeah. I mean, that window is going to close. They're lucky they got through. I mean, everything worked in their favor, and the defense has been spot on. If that defensive coordinator goes to the Bengals. Or if he goes to uh, where else is open, or if there's any other openings, who who knows? Belichick could walk away this year. Uh, <laughs> but if there's an opening somewhere, he's going to be on the top of the list. So it, that window's going to close. So why not? And Jim, look, Jim Irsay is not exactly, uh, you know, the most patient, and uh, he doesn't make the best decisions. But so Brown could be on the table for them. Especially, well, there's a lot of teams that could use them. And, and don't forget, they got a couple draft picks from the Jets last year because when the Jets dropped down, they traded with right. the Colts. So the Colts could invariably trade, trade, um, trade some picks to the to the Steelers to get him. Well, Brown's going to find a job. No, he absolutely will. He absolutely will. Um, moving over to baseball, uh, a couple more signings. Uh, the Mets uh, signed two players, uh, Jed Lowry. A 34-year-old infielder, which begs the question: Where are you going to play him? I'm a little excited, but also a little nervous, but mainly excited because I feel like uh, Brody's going to make another trade. I feel like because he's got—I mean, Rosario, McNeil, J.D. Davis from the Astros—they got, of course, Cano, Frazier. They've got all these infielders. Why not package a couple of them, like Rosario and somebody else? And maybe get like Corey Kluber or, or, or somewhere else. So I'm I'm. But there's something left on the table. Yeah. So, uh, bro, look, I am. They better hurry. I believe it. Why? Why do they have to hurry? Because Machado and Harper are taking their sweet time, and now it looks as though the Yankees and they had mentioned they don't want to come up anywhere near that, um, that uh, cap. Not a, well, it's not a cap, but the luxury tax. They're really. They're really serious about staying under that, and so it looks like Machado. It, it, they're not going to go after Machado, which is really hard to believe. <laughs> you know, and you know, after you heard reports that his wife um, is enamored, would love to live in New York, which I don't blame her at all. Um, they, it seems like the Yankees are just like ah, too rich for our blood, especially with now we don't know the the figures on what the White Sox have offered. Uh, yeah to him but it's probably a lot and the Phillies have also put in apparently an offer or are going to the White Sox I think might have the best chance because apparently they so the Yankees idea to sell a player on New York is going come on it's New York which I totally understand the White Sox have decided to get all of Machado's best friends so they've got uh, Yadier Alonso who is his brother-in-law from the A's or the Indians and they also got John Jay and apparently the three of them played in Miami together. So these are the shoehorns. So this is so this is the enticement. Look, 
you're, you can be next to your family with Yonder, but also your best friends, him and Jay, John Jay. So, right, right, right. I get it. New York. They're luring them. They are. And Harper, nobody, Harper's waiting for Machado. And it seems, I don't know what Machado's waiting for. I think he's waiting for the Yankees to come with a big offer. Well, I mean, everybody thinks he's going to L.A., huh? I mean, that's where I kind of have him going. But, I, I mean, and they keep losing. And some. I have him going to the Yankees once the dust settles. Yeah. Well, the Yankees also signed Zach Britton. They're worried more about their, um, they're, they're worried everywhere else except for Harper, it seems like, and Machado. True, true. Um, that's, that's legitimate. Yeah. I mean, they do have an outfield. Oh, I mean, that outfield is full, so you can't. But I'm saying, so yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a, they're dealing at a strength. Right. And uh, it appears as though um, the Marlins uh, have a substantive uh, trade talks for uh, JT Real Muto now that Yasmani Grandal has signed with the Brewers. So Yasmani Grandal turned down a $60 million contract, three years, $60 million from the Mets because he didn't think that was enough. So then when the, when the Mets turned around inside Wilson Ramos for about $12 million less, Grandel yeah. Grandel never got anything close to that. So he signs a one year, one year, uh, I think twelve. Or oh six, wow! I think I. Let so, me so he's he's feeling disappointed. <coughs> I mean, big time. Look, the <laughs> I mean the Mets. Well, sometimes you can overplay your hand. And he did. He really, really did. I'm sorry. So eighteen, eighteen point two five. It's a okay. one year, eighteen point two five. But that's down from three or sixty mil. So reality check. I was looking at something recently at the major league payroll is actually down three percent. Yeah, because now the big free agents are not. There's no fight. There's no why do that. Because now Steinbrenner out there to raise the price. No, and especially because now because everything is uh, cyclical and everything is is trendy. And when yeah. you look around, the Astros, the Cubs, teams that have come back up to prominence, the, the Red Sox, do it through yeah. the draft. Do it through the draft. Let somebody else sign our, our top flight free agents. We're going to get their draft picks. We draft. We bring That's them a up. Good point. Yeah. We draft them our way. And I the, mean, the youth movement. Well, there absolutely is. There always is. Um, but I mean, also with Harper, don't be don't be surprised if the Nationals could slide back in if nobody else. Because don't forget, it makes sense. we talk about the Yankees and the uh, luxury tax. The Dodgers are fearful of that as well. Right. I mean, the Dodgers, you know, they're the second largest, um, you know, uh, what do you want to call it, city. You know, all, all, you know, they play in the biggest, second largest city after New York, all yeah. that stuff. So, but, I mean, they still don't want to play. They don't want to pay, like, hundreds of millions of dollars to, like, the, the lower third of the, of the league. So they want to stay away from that. Plus, they've got their own thing. We're going to do this with a lot of little pieces, and we'll we'll make it to the World Series. So the Nationals apparently have sort of had another offer, almost kind of closer to four hundred million. That that you know, because the original thing was always oh, three hundred million that was originally offered, but now it seems like it's closer to four hundred million that they offered the <laughs> first time around. So if nobody's going to do that, and we know what. Uh, Boris's idea is go for the money. Well, here's the sure. money. Here's the money right here. Yeah. And he doesn't have to. He can live in his house. Yeah, he absolutely can. So all of that can yeah. stay right there. It's like there. a mega lottery. 
All right, Dad. Well, I know this episode's gone on for a little while. Thank you for letting me get out my rage about Adam Gaze. Let's go, Jets. Yeah, really. I, I, at this point, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was looking forward to baseball season and the Mets already now that Brody has reinvigorated myself and the rest of the fan base. Oh, yeah, talking about the Mets, what did I see? They're opening up against Baltimore or something, something crazy. You know, I didn't actually see that. Is I that possible? I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I can. I hope not. Well, I can take a look um, real quick for that. Now, I think, where would that be, though? Would, oh, that's a great question. Would that be down in Baltimore? I was just shocked that they start, you know, that they would do that. You have to. You have to. They're, you have to play um, because there's 15 in each in each league. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So you have to have. Um, no, they start the season. Pardon me for a second as I pull it up. Yeah. I think they start the season against the Nationals, not the Orioles. Yeah, but what's their home game? I think I think they start. I think on the road. Uh, pardon me for a second as this yeah. goes into April. Yeah, I think they they open at. Yeah, at the Nationals. Okay, but what about home? Uh, I believe that's April. Pardon me for a second. April fourth. A Thursday against the Nationals. Yeah, the first two series are at Washington, at Miami. And then they host the Nationals for three days, and then they host the Twins for a two-game set before going on the road. Okay. (coughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, they they, uh, open up in Washington, uh, which is, I mean, right next to Baltimore, or not right next to it. Yeah, it's fifty miles away. Yeah, something like that. So, all right, Close Dad. Enough. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dad. Thanks again. Okay, it's always fun. And thank you for listening to this X- XL version of the uh, extra large version of the uh, Everyman Sports Podcast. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.